ho, ho, ho. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the <laughs> Christmas holiday, inclusive holiday episode of Too Yay. Much. Um, the weather outside is frightful here, but inside it is delightful, and we are <laughs> talking about all things holidays today. Mickey. Insert jingle bell noise. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have any... Christmas stuff up? No, it's depressing. Oh I don't want to. I know. I don't want to admit. Everyone that I tell <laughs> is so disappointed in me. Oh, and I think I have to change it because every year we have so many weeks before we go home for Christmas. So mm-hmm. I never put things up because I just figure, oh, well, we're going home. Like, yeah, whatever. you can experience it all at your parents. They have all the decorations. They have all the things. But I think yeah. it's time to get our own mm-hmm. tree and just have it be there for a few weeks because it makes me so yeah. happy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's so nice. The glow of the Christmas tree mm-hmm. when the rest of our suite is all dark. It's so yeah, beautiful. I like that. I mean, I have a little tree. I have a little tiny tree that I got from Winners when I was a bad consumer. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, I have, Ty has little Christmas lights. So we just kind of put them around the fireplace and we have a little tree and we put the fireplace on like all day. So it's a little oh, that's bit. that's cute then. Yeah. I think that's a very typical um, young person Christmas. <laughs> Broke apartment people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? What do you have? I see a wreath. Yes, my beautiful, glittery Christmas wreath. And I'm going to let Daisy out. (laughs) Um, Are you guys making out over there? (laughs) He had his bed head and he had one hair sticking out. I had to put it down for that too. It looked like alfalfa from Little Rascals. That's cute. Um, um, We have a wreath on the door of our basement suite we have our christmas tree which we got when we moved in together like three years ago four years ago Mm -hmm. and i love my christmas tree it's animal themed it has cute little fuzzy animals all over it and i got these gorgeous little baubles like round glass ornaments they look vintage and they're pink and gold and blue Mm. and they match my my living room decor too so i'm very happy with that daisy loves the ornaments every morning when i wake up there's at least four <laughs> ornaments on the floor yeah. she's absolutely demolished the little fuzzy ornaments they look like little fuzzy clouds that look like animals <laughs> just the insides pulled out <laughs> yeah very vegan we've had to work around that <laughs> But otherwise, yes, it's feeling very Christmassy in here. We've got our stockings up. We got a little mini stocking for Daisy Cute. with a <laughs> And you know, Christmas is gonna be so fucking weird this year. Yeah. It's just gonna be like we've collectively decided. I mean, this is the thing. Bonnie Henry said, no Christmas get-togethers, folks. But I think a lot of people are still kind of looking at it as, like, a choice on whether or not they're going to, like, have a Christmas party. Yeah. (laughs) I just saw a girl I know who works at a liquor store tweet about how annoying it is that like people come in to buy liquor and they're all already talking about all the christmas parties they're gonna have and stuff yeah so we're not really looking at it as a choice on our end my parents are divorced kevin's parents are divorced so we always have like four dinners to go to every christmas so we've kind of just decided you know we don't know how all those four get-togethers are going to react to 
restrictions. Right. Like, we don't know if they're going to want to abide by it. But Kevin was like, well, I don't care what they think. We're making our decision and we're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what we've decided. And so normally we go to my grandparents on Christmas Eve and have a really yummy vegan dinner. And we'll go to my grandma's on Christmas Day, my other grandma, and see my dad. But none of that's happening this year. Yeah. Like, this is what happens every single year. So now, you know, we're very used to rushing around and going to like so many different houses but now we're just going to be home for two days straight and gonna have to make our own dinner and i'm honestly that sounds nice it sucks oh yeah it it does (laughs) (laughs) read the the room wrong (laughs) (laughs) it does suck that i won't be able to see family and i know so many of my family members are very you know they love christmas Mm -hmm. and love everyone being together but i'm kind of looking forward to not having to rush around to make my own fully vegan dinner and just relax with kevin and watch movies and you know zoom call our families it does kind of suck that it has to be that way but I think it'll just be a kind of nice change, honestly. And I'm grateful, you know, we're living in this day and age where we have technology where we can still see our family Mm -hmm. and talk to our family, just not physically be with them. Um, And we're kind of going to drop off our gifts everywhere and then open them at home over Zoom. That's cute. It'll be great. It'll be different, but it'll be awesome still. Should we get into the light stuff and then talk about, like unbearable family get together yeah i think so (laughs) okay okay one we asked you guys what you wanted to hear in this episode and a few of you said kind of gifts are we given are we shopping ethically sustainably are we shopping local and of course we recommend that it's especially now during a pandemic it's so important to be supporting small businesses And we asked you guys to give us a few recommendations, which a lot of you guys mentioned some stuff that I had already thought of. Um, Chilliwack just got a Spruce Collective downtown. And oh my gosh, it's the cutest little store. Mm -hmm. They have so many nice things. And I'm so happy because they had one in Abbotsford. And uh, I'd always have to go out there if I wanted to go. But now there's one right in downtown Chilliwack, which they're making into this beautiful little area. Mm -hmm. It didn't even feel like Chilliwack when I was down there. So check that out. And then there's lots of boutiques downtown, like Pick Eco. Lots of you guys recommended our favorite store ever, yeah. Pick Eco Refills. Fucking love it there. I will sing it to the rooftops. Mm-hmm. Every time I go I in, it's just <laughs> the best experience because I know like half the people who work there, some of them are vegan. Some of them are my friends and I met them through the meetup and everyone is just so friendly so knowledgeable so welcoming of the vegan diet they have so many picky go refills if you don't know it's a refill store in chilliwack where you can get bulk stuff and cute little eco-friendly stuff so i always go there to get my quinoa and nutritional yeast and and they always have yummy vegan cookies from erin ireland's to live for bakery Mm -hmm. It's so nice. You can get so much stuff that you normally would think you can only get in Vancouver, but they always bring it in for us. What else did you guys recommend? Okay, so this is some of the guy, some of the things you guys recommended. Some of the places to shop. Uh, the local space is also a new place in downtown Chilliwack. Haven't been there yet, but I see they have so many nice little knickknacks, good stocking stuffers. Mm. And my friend Casa started making this beautiful jewelry with dried little things from nature inside of it 
called Forest Found Creations. She also um, recommended a page called Sisters underscore Sage. On the day we post this episode, we'll put up all these Instagrams on our Instagram story so you guys can go check them out and follow them. Uh, the Bookman is also a great oh. place to buy books, and it's so nice in there. They have a little cat named Niti, mm-hmm. and he's so cute. He looks like Daisy, and he's Daisy's daddy. Just, he is. <laughs> Somebody also recommended an Instagram page at Moss and Moon Vintage, and this is a great idea too. Vintage clothes, yes. Depop, any kind of pre-loved. My friend Camille has this thrifting brand. Oh, and my friend Amy started one too. I always buy clothes off Instagram. <laughs> it's so nice because they just post it and you message them and then you can pick it up and it's like yeah. really reasonably priced. And it's nice because it's not like going to Value Village where you have to like sift through everything. It's always kind of worth the extra money mm-hmm. when you pay from these vintage stores because they choose all the nice stuff for you. Mm-hmm. So my friend Camille has vintage store on Instagram called Finders apparel fndrs apparel my friend kira who i used to work with at a consignment store now has her own little online thrift store and she also sells her stuff at vintage mall in vancouver it's called guts club and she is the most stylish woman i've ever met in my life i'm obsessed with her um so go follow that and my friend amy also started a vintage store she does home decor stuff too it's not just clothes which i love it's called pink toe vintage and she's in abbotsford but she can deliver to chilliwack too so go follow all those great little gift ideas and sustainable we always love reusing around here Mm -hmm. when you buy new especially new that is not from a local store it's just adding more waste into the world and you reuse and it almost has more sentiment in my opinion if it's bought locally or bought vintage it's like has a little story behind it Mm -hmm. i don't really like buying new clothes i like i don't really buy new clothes at all anymore because capitalism but I just feel kind of empty inside when I buy new clothes. It's like, well, this is just I a little... I have that little shred of guilt. Yeah, you get that burst of serotonin, and then you just feel, like, not very good after. And then totally. you have way less money. I also just want to say, we're not shaming anybody necessarily. You know, we're all... Capitalism under capitalism. <laughs> yes, so... This shit is obviously unavoidable. So I think that means do the best you can with what you can. And if you can't do that, then that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll save up and buy a couple things on a sale day that are new or something. And they're usually things like like a nice jean jacket or a nice pair of jeans. Because quite honestly, I can't afford an ethically made jean jacket or an ethically made pair of jeans. That'd be like $200. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll shop fast fashion occasionally, but I just try to make it really nice pieces that I know I'll love for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I always say that too. Like, it's not accessible to everyone mm-hmm. too. We've, we've talked about that a lot. Like, even thrifting isn't accessible. Like, the best thing that you can do is just not buy anything. But if you need clothes and you don't have a lot of money, there are limited options and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if you're, like, have a lot of money, you have a lot more choice with what you do with yes. that. And I'm not not guilty. Like, I bought myself this really nice pair of sweatpants that I wanted for so long. They're so nice. And I'm wearing them right mm-hmm. now. I've worn them all week. And I waited till they had a sale. So I don't 
never buy new things, but I've cut yeah. down on my shopping by probably like ninety nine percent. Me too. I I like cringe when I think. I mean, this is a very normal teenager thing too, though. But when I was like late teens, early twenties, me and my sister would just go fucking crazy yeah. at the mall and <laughs> truly it's hard to say no mm-hmm. because you go to forever 21 everything's dirt cheap you can get 10 pieces for the amount that one piece would cost at other stores so it's hard to say no and especially when it's cheap you're like even if it falls apart i only paid five bucks for yeah. it but it, that is so not necessary anymore and not even of course like it's just important to be more mindful of the ethics behind it, but it's also like, especially right now during coronavirus, yeah. what the fuck do you need so much clothes Literally, for? Literally, I've out. worn sweatpants all year. Yeah, <laughs> there have been so many times where I bought something like that for five dollars and then never wore it. So I spent exactly. Me too. And I basically enabled mm-hmm. unpaid, unfair human labor in a developing country, or you never know, maybe in western countries but yeah we're all capitalism's mm-hmm. handmaidens it's fine um speaking of ethical companies do we want to talk about some ethical clothing or gifts that we like mm-hmm. oh i have to say mala the brand yeah, baby i'm her. obsessed with these candles it's I have a problem. They are soy candles. The owner's vegan. She does a lot for sustainability. Packaging is all sustainable. You can even get the candles refilled if you want to send them back. And the scents, my god, the packaging is adorable. They have wood wicks. The scents are amazing. I have the Christmas line right now. I I just finished (laughs) the gingerbread one and I'm on to mistletoe. And full send just can't get enough and she's from vancouver and you're just seeing her company grow so quickly her stuff's available at nordstrom now on etsy they have their own website i can't recommend the candles enough i love Mm -hmm. them i mentioned hoo-ha in our episode about vaginas love them it's just like a healthy undie you're not wearing anything that's shitty or itchy or bad for your vulva they're really beautiful they're really high quality I love them. I love Hara the label. Mm-hmm. They have really beautiful, they have um, high-waisted flare pants that are so comfy and so cute. And they have the best colors. I got them in pumpkin. Yeah. Are you surprised? Yeah. And um, they have nice little bandeaus and bras that you can wear with them as cute matching sets. They have tons of undies. You can even wear them as bathing suits. And I'd say somewhat reasonably priced and it's they're all made in australia so very beautiful and you know flared leggings are in right now so (laughs) (laughs) they are Mm, girlfriend collective is another nice brand Mm -hmm. made out of really nice colors activewear lise shave i really like her stuff if you're looking she says straight up like if you don't need a razor don't buy my razor but if you mm-hmm. need a razor or you want to upgrade from a single-use razor to a really nice, sustainable razor, um, her razors are really beautiful. They're heavy-duty. They're heavy, so you know that they're quality. Is a one-woman show. She's in Vancouver. I've worked with her. She posts videos creating awareness about how bad unsustainable razors are, like how bad mm-hmm. Venus razors are for you. Like that little strip of whatever is moisturizer it's all toxic chemicals 
If you want makeup, Elate Cosmetics is a really good brand. They're all vegan, cruelty-free, sustainable, like literally all the things. Low-waste. Laundre is another one that's really nice. It's sort of like Hara the label. Oh, yeah. And they have really nice clothing. And Shop Arc. I think it's Arc. Mm-hmm. Arc. A-R-Q. Mm-hmm. They have such cute underwear oh, okay. and bras as well. Nice colors. There's a bunch of local places too. Clarity Apothecary in Tofino, they have this really beautiful sanitizer because I've been trying to be more conscious of the toxic chemicals that are in my cleaning products now. So they have really nice sanitizers and there's a place in town called Rogue Ceramics. I really like her stuff. Mm. Ooh, there's an artist. I ordered one of my gifts from her. Um, There's a local vegan artist. Her name is, sorry if I pronounce this wrong, Emily Nunes, I believe. Uh, Love her. We are mutuals on Instagram. And she makes the most gorgeous prints of little uh, women and animals in the forest. And she makes mugs with these designs on them. She makes Christmas ornaments. She makes a calendar every year. So go check her out for sure. I love her art. She's got an Etsy. I really like glowing. We both really like glowing orchid. Yeah. Really nice vegan wellness, natural deodorants and mm-hmm. dry shampoo and lip balm. And I used their deodorant for so long. We actually partnered for one of my markets. They gave me a bunch of samples Ooh, cool. to give all my customers. It was so much fun and yeah amazing deodorant and you can you can buy their deodorant online you can also double support local and go to unica or picky go refills who also sell this deodorant Mm -hmm. so then you can and it actually what i've learned some people ask local businesses if buying directly from their website or buying from another store that sells their stuff is better for them and they always say to buy it from the store because then that shows the store that there's demand and they'll keep ordering from them okay so that's a good way if you want to like really go out of your way to support somebody that's the best way to do it um and i also want to say go shop at unica i used to work there um it's half a consignment store half new and they have so many local jewelry local candles um and tons of great consignment and You know, they only sell stuff that looks brand new. And then they have lots of new clothes, too. I I love it there. I miss that job. (laughs) Um, I really like Cold Gold in Victoria. She might ship. Um, It's like little booby planters. Like little for succulent pots and stuff. They're like little boobies. And she has a mastectomy one, too. So there's like one booby and yeah she has big booby pots little booby pots they're so cute i bought one and a lot of this stuff too is also in luna collective which is my big suggestion to locals and i think that they ship too so if you're in chilliwack or if you're in wherever luna collective they have it's like a very curated shop of handmade goods local goods so she has like cold gold in her shop she has all these little brands in her shop Kodo collection they're all vegan and plant-based and sustainable little companies that are all like led by women too which is so sick cool worked with her too she's amazing so I'm really pushing for that too like local sustainable and and women owned like that's sick yeah and if you can't if you can't afford to buy anything, especially things like that, that might be a little bit high, more high-end, you could always make something. Mm-hmm. I was just watching YouTube videos um, 
all the vegan YouTubers are putting out their Christmas ideas and stuff, which is so cute to watch. And they have ideas for little goodies to make people. So, and I totally forgot that. Like, baking is one of the best gifts Mm -hmm. ever, which Mandy can talk more about. But I follow Pick Up Limes, and she has really beautiful videos. And she was making all these little treats that you can package up and give to people. You could make, like, handmade ornaments out of oranges. Like, there's so much stuff that you could Mm -hmm. just make, which is honestly so meaningful because it takes so long and you package it up real cute and then you don't have to really like buy a lot you've just made Mm -hmm. something you save money and they get a yummy treat yeah I think that's like honestly one of the best ideas and I probably will do that next year instead of spending money (laughs) yeah I every Christmas Eve I play Santa and I make up little treat bags for people that I'll buy gifts for my main family, but if there's people in my life who I just want to give them a little something something, I'll deliver it to them on Christmas oh my Eve, God. and it's so much That's fun. So um, and hello, if you don't feel like doing the baking, message yeah. me on Instagram, and you can pay me to Literally. do it. Um, although by the time you're listening to it, it may be too late. And yeah, you can even just go to like Harvest or anywhere that sells little vegan goodies and just buy from them instead and gift it to somebody. Even just, we always do Christmas cards every year with our little picture in it with us and Daisy. And that's just another nice little gift to give those family members that are far away Mm -hmm. so and it's cheap and it's just like it's it's nice to receive stuff like that oh i thought this would be a good the gift thing would be a good segue into capitalism Mm, and consumerism no my favorite topic ever (laughs) that i'm not exempt from (laughs) (laughs) i'd like to say you don't have to buy any fucking gifts at all. Totally. But, that's the whole I mean, thing. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. But of course, we actually had a poll about this on Instagram. You probably feel like you don't have a choice yeah. because this is Christmas. This is what Chris, this is the foundation of Christmas buying and spending money and giving gifts to people. And for a lot of people, that's like, people don't care about the fact that we have this pressure like people just genuinely love to give gifts and receive them and feel the love but for a lot of people they then they feel obligated Mm -hmm. to yeah it's it's bad like what a sneaky thing hey you get Mm -hmm. people trapped into this feeling of i have to do this it's a it's now a social pressure thing yeah so everyone's buying gifts and the thing that I hate the most is when people are buying gifts last minute for the sake of buying a gift. They're running around trying to get their wife some necklace and like it doesn't, that's not even what she wants. Yeah. And like people can show love in so many different ways. Not everyone's love language is giving gifts. Mine is. I love, Mine I love <laughs> gifts. <laughs> yeah. I love gifts. Everybody's different. Because to me, a gift is like, I was thinking about you. It's not about the thing in my hand. It's like I mm-hmm. thought about you while I was out and I picked this up because I thought it suited you. That, oh, totally. I love that. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's so smart because now everyone is stuck in this vicious cycle of stress and buying. And mm-hmm. like you should have seen our mall yesterday. I was not there, but someone posted on Instagram and our mall was crawling with people in a pandemic. Uh. Order online. <laughs> Get it delivered mm-hmm. to your doorstep. Not to mention, like, Christmas is also the time of year when all of the women get stressed out as hell because all of the burden of entertaining, hosting, cooking, cleaning, gift buying, all of the domestic duties that women have traditionally had to do 
all of that pressure and burden falls on the women's shoulders. And so that's why, like, it sucks that none of our moms can even enjoy this holiday because Mm -hmm. they're all too stressed out of their freaking minds trying to organize. And it'll probably be way less stress for a lot of people this year. But not even because you have to deal with family who wants to get together and you don't. And so moms and women are still having to do this dance of, it's just always the woman who has to organize everything. Yes, that's so true. I was just talking to Ty about this, and I said, do you think that if all the women just stopped, like if we all just threw up our hands and we were like, screw this, we're not putting this much effort in, like I'm not doing anything this year, what Mm -hmm. do you think, this is for like very traditional like man, woman, white suburbia situations, like what would the men do? Like (laughs) would they even care? Like would there be Christmas? Or would they just, like, sit on the couch with a beer? Like, what would they do? Would they start... Would they take up the cooking and the cleaning to have Christmas? Or would they just do nothing and then there's not really much of an experience or a nice, thoughtful Christmas for the family? I think Christmas would be horrible if men Oh, my God. There would be so much more meat and so much more violence somehow. There would be nothing. Like... My dad, love him to death, but he's never been a Christmas person. Yeah. Like, when we, when me and my sister just, just lived with him, it was always up to us to, yeah. like, put up the tree and everything because he just could care less. Yeah. And that's fine if some people are like mm-hmm. that, but it's like, where the hell's the Christmas joy in that? And Ty said that he thinks everyone would be different, which is obviously makes a lot of sense. But I just feel mm-hmm. like women are the ones who, like, care about this stuff. Yeah. And that's because we've been forced to, because I don't believe that women are natural caretakers or any of that BS, but I think that we've definitely been forced into these roles, and now it's like, well, the family's not going to have a night. It's like you don't have a choice, so you're kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to go over some of the poll results because I asked you guys about some of these things. Um, we asked you guys if the holidays typically make you feel stressed or joyful, and I... The results, 48% said stress, 52% said joyful, which is so bad. Mm -hmm. So obviously, um, I like to assume that a majority of the voters are women and some of them are moms. And vegans. Yes. have to deal with family. And then I also asked you guys, do you feel pressure to give and buy gifts over the holidays? 79% said yes, 21% said no. And then we asked, does it still have genuine meaning for you? 58% said yes, 42% Mm. said no. That result right there is kind of how I feel about gifts. Like, honestly, when it comes down to it, I'd love to be able to save money or use that money to just buy something that I really want or need myself. And then I feel like... People in my family might be disappointed about no gifts. They might be hurt. Or then I, I worry that once Christmas comes around and there are no gifts that I'll regret it and wish that I did do mm-hmm. gifts. <laughs> so, and I think with quarantine and Christmas being all weird this year and lots of people not seeing their family, like with my dad's side, we decided to do no gifts at all. And I'm like totally fine with that. Um, but I don't think everybody is. <laughs> so it's, it's a little give and take for sure. Yeah. It's hard for people who are serial gift givers to just not. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost, totally. a, it's like about them. It's always about the person who's giving the gift. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's rarely about the person receiving the gift. It's like, what do I exactly. want to buy for everyone? And mm-hmm. I think we have to switch that idea on its head and be like, if you want to buy gifts, get things for people that they will love and mm-hmm. an amount of money that they will be comfortable with. And yes, it is really stressful. I tanked myself this year. I spent so much money on Christmas gifts. Like, I don't have money. <laughs> like, what am I doing? I know. Yeah. I spent quite a bit too. We asked you guys what you think of consumerism during the holidays and some of the best points were, I can't stand all the Christmas themed items that will be tossed, oh. unused, barely used, and fucking preach because, Jessica, do you know how many cans of bath salts oh I have God. in my cupboard right now? <laughs> And I appreciate them. They smell amazing and I use them, but I will be using them for the next five years. (laughs) Oh my God. This might sound so ungrateful, but to anyone out there, please never, ever buy me bath products. Never, ever. Do not buy me bath bombs. I think that they're just vaginal bacteriosis waiting to happen or whatever you call it. Please don't get me a lush bath bomb. I just... Oh my god. <laughs> Please don't buy me. And this is also the thing. And it's just such a oh my god, you have to tiptoe around it because you don't want to sound ungrateful for anything. Like if someone's mm-hmm. buying you something, well that's just an extra thing that you have that you didn't have before. So you're not losing on anything. But me trying to be a way more eco-friendly, conscious, ethical shopper, now telling my family like, "Hey, don't don't order from Amazon for me. Don't get me mm-hmm. something from Starbucks. Like, I don't want anyone to buy me something that's unethically made. But my mom is so good with that. I'm just like, hey, like, I really don't want a lot of things either. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to go crazy and buy a bunch of ridiculous things for me that I won't use mm-hmm. and that I don't need um, and that are unethically made by women in freaking Vietnam. Like, I don't need that. Exactly. I think such popular gifts are, like, those little packs with, like, shampoos and, and body oh, wash God. and, like, bath salts and whatever. Bath and body works. Yeah. Like, moisturizers, candles. Like, people get so many candles. Christmas-themed shit that you're not even going to be able to use until mm-hmm. next year. I think people just pick these things up because they're like, oh, I need to get her something. Yeah. And this has, is, has gifty vibes, so I'll give it to her. And every time we move, I have to, like, go through my cupboards and whatever. And, yeah, you don't want to sound ungrateful, but it's just, like... And this is why me and my sister still make Christmas lists. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people think... At least I didn't think this was very weird, but, like, we're grown adults and we still make Christmas lists and we give them to all our family because it's, like... I want you to get me something I'll actually Mm -hmm. use and I actually want. And I just, like, I want you to spend your money on something that I will truly enjoy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that's the best way. I don't think, however old you are, Christmas lists are always the way to go. Totally. I still, my mom's like, what do you want? I tell her. Mm -hmm. I, like, save stuff on my Instagram and then I go back over it. I'm the same. I'm so spoiled. And I will just tell my mom, like, what I want and send her links to stuff. And she's like, all right. I always do that, too. Yeah. Lots of you said that is what makes Christmas stressful, the gift giving. Give what you can and spend time with loved ones. And someone said it's totally unnecessary, but an inherent space in my heart for them due to conditioning, as in an inherent space for gifts. Mm. And that's a good Mm -hmm. one. Very true. We talk about traditions and get into family. Mm-hmm. 
because the tradition that Jess and I clearly aren't very on board for is eating meat every Christmas. And Oh, we had a question about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, we had some saucy questions at the end there. Why was I so fucking weird (laughs) with these screenshots? Somebody asked us if we sit at the dinner table if we go to family dinners where we know there will be dead animals and their secretions to be consumed um not by us obviously but by other family members and honestly i see where vegans are coming from with this in terms of i really hate going to get togethers if i know animals are going to be eaten because i know people won't understand me and i know people will question me and i fucking hate that But the way that I look at it, because I've been to vegan protests and vegan get-togethers where this conversation has been had and I felt really insecure to pipe up about the fact that people are going off about how they haven't seen their family in years because they all choose to eat meat and, you know, they gave their family an ultimatum and they were like, if you have a dead bird at the table, I'm not going to be there. And I think if we're going by that logic... Of course, I don't support anyone eating meat who absolutely has the choice to not eat meat. But if we're going by that logic, I would have disowned myself from my family at 14 years Mm -hmm. old and had horrible relationships with them. After 10 years of no meat, five years of no animal products, there's been many get-togethers where families have come to the conclusion on their own that they won't have any meat, that they'll make a whole vegan dinner. I don't think my sister would have gone vegan if I made that decision when I started. If I made the decision to never show up to places where people eat meat when I was young, um, I don't think my sister would have gone vegan. I don't think her boyfriend would have gone vegetarian. I don't think we'd have a Christmas Eve dinner every year that's 95% vegan. Yeah, my grandparents don't even get a full turkey anymore. They just get little tiny things for themselves. Um, Not that that, you know, an animal was still killed, but like, I don't think I would have influenced as many people in my family as I had if I had decided not to stick around when they're eating Mm -hmm. meat. Of course, you know, that decision, it doesn't necessarily come down to the animal that's at the table. It comes down to if I'm going to feel comfortable about being ragged on for being vegan and a lot of the times i made the decision to not show up to certain get-togethers because i know people don't understand me and that in itself says a lot too i think and i don't have a good relationship with those family Mm -hmm. members too so it's like you have to pick and choose i think it's really important to stick around for the people that you know accept you and you know you could really influence because that's my main goal as a vegan every single day it's how many more people can I convince to also go vegan? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, everyone is different. And veganism is, a, I would say, a spectrum like anything in life. It's not a black and white issue. Maybe for some people it is, and that's fine. That's your part of the spectrum. But for other people, like one person might not ever show up to family dinners. One person may sit there in front of the dead turkey, even though they don't want to eat it. And that's not to say that it doesn't completely disturb Mm -hmm. me, because it does. (laughs) Like, it's not ideal. It's not... No. It's not nice to see your family member cutting into a slab of animal. And I think we have to get really candid about that. Like, maybe not while they're eating it, but... Like, that's essentially what's happening. Anyway, I agree with you, because... I only went vegan a year and a half ago. So I've only had to endure one Christmas, and it actually wasn't even that bad, because... 
it was also the Christmas where I my diet was so bizarre that I couldn't eat very much. So Ty and I just kind of like were upstairs with a small part of our family eating fruits and vegetables and mm-hmm. we had dinner waiting for us at home. But my grandma, who is a big fan of sugar and butter and salt and, you know, German cooking and she's just makes the most amazing food, but it's none of it is vegan. And she has started to change her ways of cooking a bit for me, but it's also been, I think, it introduces them to a way of cooking that they didn't really know they could do before. They didn't feel like they had to do before. So now she's cooking veggies in avocado oil instead of butter. And she Mm -hmm. is making us sweet potato mash without butter in it and all this stuff. And it's also not up to anyone else to make me food. Like, we're grown adults. We can make our own food and bring it to dinners, which I think we would do in the future when the pandemic is over. Mm -hmm. Don't want to do a big ask and expect my grandmother or my mom to make me like a dinner but they have been that's what they've been doing is making us food that we can eat and I think that's really amazing and yes I personally it's different for everyone but I have a relationship with my family that's very loving and close and I value family time over not eating with a dead bird on the table So I will go, I will continue to eat dinner with my family and my grandparents, even if there are animal products on the table. Um, I don't like it. I hate it, but I want to be with them and they know exactly where I stand. They know what my lifestyle is like. And me sitting there not eating any animal products is a form of activism in itself, I think. You're really kind of going against the norm I think it's totally just influencing your family to think more critically about what they're eating rather than you extricating yourself from your family and them them kind of going on as they were. You're Mm -hmm. forcing a bit of change there. But everyone's different and everyone's family is different. And I don't blame anyone who doesn't want to be around their family for any reason. Like I had someone say that they don't agree with not being around your family because of veganism and I disagree I think anyone can if it's too much for you you don't there's there's pressure around family family blood this whole idea of blood over whatever I don't believe in that if you have a good healthy family that's amazing but some people don't and it's not Mm. enough for them to want to stick around exactly but if you love your family and you want to work on things, great. It's it's just so different for literally every single situation. Exactly. So my long-winded answer is yes, I do sit at the table with dead animals. I hate it, but I do it because I love my family. And it forces conversations. I'm the vegan. I'm the mm-hmm. crazy vegan. Like, we talk about veganism every second. Not because I bring it up, because they bring it up. So mm-hmm. it's a conversation that never would have happened otherwise. Yeah, exactly. Um... A couple Thanksgivings ago, Kev's dad, I think I talked about this on the podcast before, but Kev's dad asked him, would you guys be uncomfortable if we had meat at the table? If he was asking me, I wouldn't have been honest if I'm being honest. I would have said, yeah, that's fine because I didn't want to start anything with the in-laws. But Kevin was honest and he was like, well, yeah, of course. Like, that's why we don't eat meat because it makes us uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And he said, okay, then we'll have a fully vegan Thanksgiving. And we did. And it was so delicious. But I also made this collective decision 
probably like three or four years ago that when people ask me, because these questions are so fucking inevitable at family get-togethers, this is where you're literally eating food. This is how the conversation goes. You are spooning food on your plate or you sit down at the dinner table somebody notices you don't get the meat or you don't get anything with dairy in it or eggs or whatever and somebody goes oh you don't eat meat and you go yes i haven't eaten meat for the last five years (laughs) i can't believe you just fucking noticed you don't actually say that you go no i don't and they go oh why and the first few years of course i just made it this sweet and short answer where it wouldn't piss off anybody and the last few years i've been honest they're asking (laughs) well this is the thing because you're honest and if it's not about health if it's not about the environment they're gonna be pissed off if it's about animal welfare they're gonna be pissed off and you say oh it's because i care about the animals because i don't want to eat dead animals and then they'll turn it around on you and say why well i think we should support everybody's decision and we shouldn't shame people for whatever they choose to eat and it's like susan you brought this up you're the one shaming (laughs) why are you mad at me you asked me exactly so that's what makes many get-togethers very uncomfortable because oftentimes I'm seen as a different thinker and the odd one out and the negative one because people are asking me and I'm choosing to be honest about why I don't eat something. Mm -hmm. And I made that decision to myself to be honest because that's how you have conversations that's how you change people's minds and of course it does not go over smoothly and this is what we really wanted to get into because i think a lot of people assume and i've kind of talked about this before as well i think a lot of people assume that because i'm so open online about veganism and i share all my opinions about pretty much anything on instagram that people think that means everyone in my life is supportive of me and that's why i can talk so freely about it because I don't get criticism. I don't get into arguments with my family. And I'm here to tell you, (laughs) I get in some very heated arguments with my family. (laughs) You're too much. So yes, here we are. That's how it feels. And I don't let that stop me. That's the thing. And I think a lot of us have to pick and choose, especially between different family Mm -hmm. members. Back in the summer, we had this family get together that kind of was not a shit show for everybody except for me and my sister because we like noted all the things that were wrong with it um after the fact a family member mentioned how i gained weight a family member said some very transphobic things another family member said some very racist things (laughs) the list goes on (laughs) so and this was the get together that we collectively decided to go to because we did not show up to the last one and got shit on for not showing up to the last one and what happened when we showed up to the next one is that all we heard in the background of other conversations was oh nice they finally showed up And it's so beyond frustrating. That was pretty much the last straw for me because that was annoying that they had to point all that out. It's annoying that they say all these things that are absolutely horrible. After the fact, I had to have one-on-one talks with a few of my family members and say, please don't say this when I'm around. Please don't say this ever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Please consider who you're around when you say these kinds of things. And now I feel like that has made me a little bit shunned. And I'm sure that's just in my own mind. I'm really scared to show up to the next thing, you know, Mm -hmm. because I was this person who said, 
I'm glad you all had fun, but this is all the shit wrong with what happened that mm-hmm. night. I'm worried to show up. I'm very scared. I'm kind of glad we're in the middle of a pandemic so I don't have to see all these people because I know it's going to be awkward. Um, this one particular person who always rags on me about my veganism, it's something I try not to bring up when I'm around them and somehow it's always brought up anyways. And this is the annoying thing when people say vegans should shove their opinion down your throat because we don't you always bring it up and it's your guilty conscience showing through i think a lot of the relationships in my life have flourished from the fact that i'm vegan and have also been destroyed because of that yeah (laughs) or or not doing well because of it because quite honestly I'm tired of being stomped on when I'm just trying to live my life. And I tried the whole being quiet for many, many years, and that didn't work out. So that's why I'm here actually arguing with people for once. And of course, they don't like that. But this should be an even playing field, so I'm going to fight back if I want to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even these people who are argumentative, and I feel like their minds will never be changed, there are often times where they've texted me a few hours later and said... You know, I was thinking about that, and you're right. So that's not to say that all of this isn't worth it, because I think for a lot of people, it isn't worth it. After I spoke out about all those things that went wrong with my family get-together, I had so much regret. I'm just so stressed and anxious now to see them again, and I caused all this tumultuous stuff within my family. So I wondered if it was even worth it, but I'm still proud that I was brave enough to say something and I don't know what will come out of it but I think you know everybody's in a different situation for some people it's not safe to speak up and of course don't do that if it's not safe you also didn't make it tumultuous what do you mean we're just the ones sitting there making a silent decision and it's always the other person who brings something up I would never sit at a table and be like you're eating meat but people exactly. have no problem being like, you're not eating meat. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you're going to pull that card on me, then I'm fucking locked and loaded and you better prepare yourself. You're literally asking <laughs> for it. I will never say exactly. someone's asking for it, but you're asking for it if you want. Mm-hmm. You want to start this conversation with me? Like, I will tell you why I'm not eating meat if you ask me. Exactly. You're just expecting to make fun of me and then I shut up. But that's not how it's going to go. You're inviting this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really had much of a chance to be around my family um, in the last year and a half since I've been vegan. So I don't really know what will happen in the future. But I know that, you know, I love my family. But of course, there are a lot of older ideas or jokes that get thrown around. And I honestly don't really know... W- what's going to happen because I have for so long been like a doormat. I have so many opinions. I get so fired up. But when the time actually comes to be in war, I'm like frozen. My heart is, I will do it, but my heart will be pounding and I will be stuttering and I will be hot. Like it's it's scary. It's not articulate. And it's something that really angers me at least. And I'm sure you too. So when I'm when I'm angry about something, it's really hard for me. You know, when we're arguing with people and trying to show them our point, we need to come at it from a compassionate mm-hmm. way. And it's hard for me to do that sometimes because I'm just so angry mm-hmm. about it. I just had a really good idea that we should make a template of common res- of responses for people to say. 
at dinners. Yeah. Like, this is the blueprint for how to handle family dinners when you're vegan. That's such a great idea. Writing it down. I asked you guys, vegans, do you typically get ragged on at holiday get-togethers for simply choosing not to eat something? And 75% of you said yes. Oh my heavens. <laughs> it's so annoying. This is another argument I got into with a person in my family because they said, we're not trying to make you feel excluded and it's all in your head and oh. it's how you ch- it's how you choose to endure you're things. gaslighting me and i'm like no it's not i mean kevin we're both talking about this because he experiences the same thing he hasn't eaten meat for as long as i have and it's like no you don't fucking get it you don't know what it's like to be questioned for to be hounded mm-hmm. for what you don't eat to be teased relentlessly exactly and it feels targeted like i've had drunk people like yelling at me at get-togethers because i'm vegan no way (laughs) oh my god it's just like seriously you're really gonna pull that card when this is what i've experienced since i was 14 (laughs) something else that i was wanting to get into was how there's just this expectation that because somebody is blood related to you that you have to speak nicely to them that you have to respect them that you have to have a good relationship with them that you have to go to dinners where they will be i asked you guys like if christmas typically goes smoothly for you with your family first i asked you guys if you look forward to them or dread them 68 percent said you do look forward to them so that's good i asked does christmas with your family always go smoothly 32 percent said yes 68 percent said wow that's a lot of no's (laughs) i think this is why we can choose our friends we can't choose Mm -hmm. our family i just think so much of us would be better off if it wasn't normalized to just endure absolutely family members all the time it's anxiety inducing it's stressful i think that's why a lot of people find christmas time stressful Mm -hmm. I don't know what to say to that because it's really hard to just like, trust me, I know it's really hard to cut a family member off, but I've had to do with this with a few family members. It's like, you have to choose whether you want to endure not associating with them or if you want to endure what that decision will entail. Will it, you know, set them off even more? You have to just choose which one you want to go through Mm -hmm. and it sucks and it's different for everybody. Yeah, that's when you have to do, like, your boundary setting, too, and Mm -hmm. that's so hard. Like, we've talked about it, but when you actually go to do it, it's really hard. It's definitely, it's it's just something to think about, I guess, and something to learn more about. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't even consider the fact that it is a possibility Mm -hmm. that you don't have to see your family. Like, it is a possibility. Is it going to be an easy one? Not all the time, but it's definitely an option. And I think a lot of people don't even consider that. Absolutely. I asked the followers if you find it difficult to set boundaries with your family and 73% of you said yes, Mm -hmm. 27% no. Why do we have to put ourselves through this? Yeah. And some I asked you guys why. Like, why is it difficult? And your answers were great. Someone said, I'm learning to get over my people-pleasing from my relationship with my mom. Somebody said they like to guilt trip. You don't want to spend time with me. You don't love me. Mm, (laughs) They don't get how their actions hurt others. They feel threatened by boundaries. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. That's the way it's always been. Mm. And I need to stop being opinionated, quote-unquote. That's the thing. I think especially millennials, Gen Z, I think a lot of us feel very 
withdrawn from our families because we're the generations who are being brave enough when someone says something racist or sexist or whatever, something we don't agree with. We're brave enough to say, maybe don't say something. You can joke, you can laugh, you can have fun, but don't make it about somebody's existence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, literally joke about anything mm-hmm. else. It's not hard. And then you're seen as the damper on things or the party pooper, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, someone sent us a really good story about boundary setting with families. And they said, LOL, my family never respects my boundaries. Whenever I've tried to set some in the past, they've often told me that I'm selfish or being a bitch. I literally set the ultimate boundary by moving 4,000 kilometers away, LOL. Mm. They often guilt trip me into crossing, breaking my own boundaries, like I'm coming home for Christmas because my grandpa is not doing so well. And my parents can't support him the way he needs it. So anyways, long story short, I told them I wasn't coming home for Christmas and they implied if I didn't come back, it would ruin Christmas and make what could be my grandpa's last Christmas at home a miserable affair. It's such trash. No one respected or respects how afraid I am to travel across across the country through its hot spots for one holiday that I swear it wouldn't hurt to just miss this one time. No kidding. Yeah, I think that's the general consensus with a lot of people. Like I was talking about before, there's shit that I don't show up to and then I'll get harassed for not showing up. And then I show up next time and will be beaten up about how I didn't show up last time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is why I don't show up. How can you not see that? The idea of tradition, too, that's what bothers me about traditions here mm-hmm. in, like, Western society. Tradition is, like, an obligation. Mm-hmm. It's, like, so much pressure. Obviously, Christmas has a lot more meaning to certain people. Like, I'm not religious, at the end of the day, it's like a day for me. And so while it sucks to have an unconventional Christmas and holidays this year, it's literally not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to force people to get together. Like, this is the whole thing with the pandemic. It's a really touchy spot. Exactly. This on top of it, we're already so sensitive in general, with family we don't want to endure, and now it's like we have the pandemic on top of it that nobody... Why can't so many people... Like, this year of all years should be, like, an easy excuse for everybody, and for some reason it's not. (laughs) There are people literally protesting that they want restrictions lifted for Christmas. Someone Mm -hmm. had a sign in here or back home, and they were like, Christmas is essential. Oh my god. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's not. (laughs) It's not, and you'll live, and it will be okay. I think Jesus would want us to to yeah. uh, socially distance. <laughs> if Jesus came down, he'd be like, bruh, what are you guys doing down here? You're killing each other. You're discriminating against other people who don't look like you. Mm-hmm. I'm literally from the Middle East. You would probably be racist to me if you didn't know I was Jesus. <laughs> so true. Okay, I wanted to talk about, I want to ask you guys what the weirdest Christmas gift you've ever received. And I'm trying to think of the weirdest one I've ever received. And I think it would probably be, I got a China doll when I was a kid and it fucking terrified me so bad. And I felt bad because I wanted to keep it in my room because it was an expensive gift, but I could not sleep if it was in my room. Oh my God. It's so creepy. Dolls are so creepy. And... This is when I lived with my grandparents at the time. My grandma was like, well, put it in your closet then. Like, at least you'll still have it. You just won't see it at night. 
couldn't even do that. I was scared it was going to, like, come out of the closet. At night. Oh, my God. No. So then my grandma had That's to sleep worse. with it in her room. <laughs> I made her put it in her room because I was like, I don't want it anywhere near me. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Thinking about it in the closet is so much worse because then you can't exactly. see where it is. <laughs> Okay, actually, for our last episode, someone mentioned that they got, I think I talked about this already, someone mentioned they got a pregnancy test in their stocking from their Mm mother-in-law. Don't do that. Mm -mm. (laughs) Um, Someone said they got pepper spray, which I'd be happy with that I'd love that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Someone said my mom got me a Canucks jersey, and I don't even like sports at all. (laughs) Oh, my God. A bottle of vodka from my mother-in-law, who knows I don't drink much. Uh-huh. Someone said, I got an Indian cookbook from my ex's mom. I'm East Indian and she's Caucasian. Oh, oh my Holy shit. God. <laughs> also, the liquor thing. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about how bad it is that the normal gifts to give people are alcohol? That's something that I've bought in the past for friends, and now that I'm so strongly against drinking, I can't buy it anymore. I know. So now I'm, I'm buying vegan chocolate now instead. <laughs> I don't know. I get it if somebody does drink, maybe. But I know a few people in my family, Kevin's family, who have strictly re- only received alcohol from everybody. And I'm kind of yeah. like, oh shit, doesn't that yeah. say something? Oh <laughs> god. Someone said, one time my grandma gave me jars filled with ingredients to make gingerbread cookies. I think that's a great gift. <laughs> I think that's a good one. That was one of the pickup limes videos. She was like, here, like, make a cute yeah. mason jar full of ingredients, and then they make their own cookies with it. I love that, but maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe. maybe maybe it wasn't vegan or something? I'm not sure. Somebody said, a Hannah Montana nightgown when I was 17 years old. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> the best of <laughs> Somebody said, I loved this one, Minions DVD. Never expect interest in this franchise. Oh my god. (laughs) I think that's so funny. Someone said a butt plug. This is a man who said this. A butt plug wrapped in double-sided sex tape from a guy friend. (laughs) Oh, I've gotten... No, I haven't. But I did a Secret Santa a few, like a long time ago, four years ago with friends in in university. Mm -hmm. And everyone gave each other dildos. Like everyone bought everyone else a dildo. I kind of love that. Everyone had huge pink silicone penises for Christmas. (laughs) It was pretty funny. Maybe we'll go over what we're eating on Christmas. I'm going to make my own vegan everything basically the same as what i make on thanksgiving i have a highlight on my instagram for what i make every thanksgiving if you guys are wanting to make a fully vegan christmas dinner i always make stuffing with Mm. veggie meat in it i get the little this is my grandma's idea get the little ease breakfast patties to put in them and they're that perfect like seasoned meat flavor and then of course mashed potatoes cranberries and i think we're gonna try the tofurkey ham this year because i've heard good things and i haven't tried that yet i asked the vegan facebook group what their favorite vegan meat is for Mm -hmm. christmas and that that was the general consensus lots of people make their own mushroom wellingtons lots of people get the tofurkey lots of people get 
there's this new soul cuisine roast um lots of people get the very good butcher's roast beast mm-hmm. so there's tons of options remember and it's very easy i think christmas is a great place some may disagree i think christmas is a great place to start being vegan especially this christmas if you're not seeing family you just put the things on your plate that's vegan you simply just don't put the meat on your plate that's it's literally that easy I've heard that the Gardein turkey cutlets are really good and the Gardein stuffed turkey thing. Yeah, I've, I haven't had them. I've tried them both. I'm honestly not a fan of the stuffed turkey. They they put mm-hmm. stuffing in them and little cranberries and that's good, but they were kind of dry, but maybe I didn't mm. cook them right. And lots of people love them. And of course, I'm making roast veggies and for dessert, we'll probably have some leftover vegan treats that I made like ginger cookies or cranberry bars or something. Yummy. Yeah, I'm excited. And then for, it's always a tradition at my grandma's Christmas morning, we eat cinnamon buns. So I'll probably prepare some cinnamon buns for Christmas morning as well. Nice. Yeah. Well... Thanks again, everyone, for listening. If you'd like to leave us a Christmas present, go leave us a review (laughs) on Apple Podcasts. It's free. It takes two minutes. If you write a review as opposed to just doing the stars, that's also really helpful. Helps us reach more listeners. Um, And we're going to start releasing mini episodes on our Patreon every Tuesday that are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you'd like access to those, you can go to our Patreon link in the description of the podcast. We, We also have it linked on our Instagram at the two much podcast um it's five dollars us dollar a month and you get access to a exclusive community and mini episodes and we talk about stuff that we won't talk about in the main episodes so Mm -hmm. go check those out go follow us on instagram at the too much podcast at jessica underscore bay at veggie mandy you can email us at the too much podcast at gmail.com and we're taking a break yes for a week this is going to be our last episode of the year, mm-hmm. and we're coming back strong on January 6th with a Q&A episode, mm-hmm. so we're going to start the year off and just have our you guys ask us anything that you want, get to know us a little bit more. It'll be really fun, just super relaxing, post-holiday vibes. It's been an awesome year, like we started this in, when did we start this? June 3rd, I think. It's been six months, and I'm so thrilled with everything. Like, we've grown so Mm -hmm. much. We're getting so many responses. We were on people's wrapped, Spotify wrapped list. That's so cool. Quite a few. That made me really happy. I mean, it's just been an awesome experience this year. I've learned so much. I've been able to hear the voices of so many women that I wouldn't have otherwise, Mm -hmm. and other people. Thank you, everyone, for being such a dedicated audience and being so involved and showing mm-hmm. us love and sharing. It's so cool, and I really love doing this. So here's to another year of uh, too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm super grateful. I have no regret. I've learned so, so much just from doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, I think who I am and the way I advocate for all the things I care about has changed and evolved so much. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful just for doing this with you and with mm-hmm. with the listeners and what a community we formed and how there's so many people. There's quite a few people who listen right away they listen right on wednesday and they get it done right in the morning every single week and they give us our thoughts on every episode and it just means so much to us and we're just watching it grow and grow and grow and it's been so much fun so yeah 
you guys were definitely the this podcast was the highlight of my 2020 for sure without a doubt so i'm so happy we started it yeah me too (laughs) happy holidays happy holidays happy new year i hope it's a good one bye (laughs) thanks everyone bye